We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Well, I could not be more excited to have our next guest on the show since he and I did a show together for several years when he was one of the voices of the Florida Marlins at the time, and now the television voice of the Boston Red Sox and on the ACC Network with football and basketball. And joining us right now, the great Dave O'Brien. Obi, how are you? Joe Z, great to hear from you, our friend. And Don, uh, great to hear from you as well. I'm, I'm delighted and delighted to be doing a Hurricanes game this uh, coming Saturday as well against Virginia. So uh, it's a great way to kick off a football week to talk with both of you. I told Cameron Gorby when he called you, I said, tell Obi that we're going to do an edition of Stump the Chumps. <laughs> he might remember uh, that that I, segment of our show. <laughs> I thought, Joe, we had eradicated that from our memory banks for very good reasons, but apparently your, your memory remains far too sharp for your own good at this point. But maybe one day we will bring it back and we'll, uh, we'll take that national, but uh, hopefully uh, not. John Shambi was our producer, by the way. You remember that? I mean, I don't know whatever happened to that kid. We I used don't to know call either. Him Boog. Boog, I don't know yeah, whatever I... became of his career. He hasn't done much, but uh, <laughs> those were great days. That was uh, we had a lot of fun at that time, and you know, doing what we did as our regular gig, and then we had a talk show as well. So I'm glad we were able to bring that young man along. Whatever became of him. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring DBJ into this. Let me ask you this uh, first, though. Uh, uh, Miami game coming up against Virginia. Uh, what do you expect to see in this game? Boy, I expect to see a, a Miami program that is really starting to emerge back to the days of what it was. I I don't know what the chatter is like in South Florida these days, but we had the season opener uh, at Hard Rock and and really the coming out party for Dierra King and. And I thought, this, this reminds me of the old days. This reminds me of the, it's an overused term, but swagger for the Hurricanes. And, and obviously, you, you run up against Clemson. That's one thing. They're, they're playing at a different level and have been in the ACC for a long time. But I, I really love the way they played against Pittsburgh. I mean, the stuff that I saw and have read about, you know, you kind of womp a good Pittsburgh defense. This is one of the best defenses, as you know, Joe, in the country. Hangs 31 on them. King gets four touchdown passes. The defense does its thing, holding Pitt to 22 rushing yards. There was a lot of meat on the bone in that win. 
And I think they're coming in hot. I, you know, four and one. I, I thoroughly expect them to win this football game. And, and the way that UVA has kind of fallen apart from a really good program a year ago, this is one for the taking. I think for the Canes on Saturday, I really do. Dave, do you find it questionable how how UVA has fallen apart? I mean, obviously they they lost a quarterback, have that injury, but this is a team that Bronco Mendenhall has really taken a step up the ladder every single year and gets them to the the conference championship game last year and for them to only have one win at this time has got to be a little shocking well i probably had three of their games done last year and in every one of those games we concentrated not so much on perkins and how good their quarterback play was but by how darn good their defense was that's what shocks me this year why with guys like snowden and and a lot of those other guys grant on the defensive side I mean, they're loaded with veteran guys who have been through the wars before, and now they're giving up, you know, long touchdown passes. I, I think they, the King has a chance to make this his signature game, his real signature game as the quarterback of the Hurricanes. He could pick this defense completely apart and possibly right now I think the, the point line is something like 11.5. I think that's going to grow as the week goes on particularly if the quarterback for Virginia right now, Brennan Armstrong, if he does not survive at least the the, the protocol section of the concussion thing. I mean, I I thoroughly expect he'll play in the game. I'm not sure how much he's going to play in the game. Last week they were playing their number three quarterback, Stone, and they threw the ball like 47 times and, and, and for very ill effect. So right now I think everything is moving in the Canes' direction. And defensively, I thought Virginia would be a much, much tougher opponent than they have been. Uh, Manny Diaz brought this up to us earlier, Obi, in the first segment. The last two games between these two teams, Miami won last year 17-9. Virginia won two years ago 16-13. So scoring has been tough. However, as you mentioned, Miami got 31 against Pittsburgh. And, and I think one of the things that we've seen this year from the Miami offense and maybe the Miami team. Last year, I'm not so sure uh, they they beat Pittsburgh because they might have lost that game 19-13. to 13, But with Rhett Lashley as the offensive coordinator, giving Miami a more modern offense, they can pop a big play here, pop a big play there. It only takes two or three, and that's 21 points. Well, that's true. And, and I think that you know, Tim Hasselbeck will be working the game with me along with uh, Katie George on Saturday Tim and I were talking about the Miami offense, talking about Lashley earlier today. We're like, you know, we better get our stories in when Virginia has the ball on offense because <laughs> when Miami's got it, forget it. It's, it's light speed, and they're going at supersonic speed. And the other thing I like about Miami is the depth, you know, positions like tight end when Mallory can go out there and grab a couple of touchdowns. Now, he didn't catch a lot of balls, but two touchdowns with Brevin Jordan out. So, I mean, that's huge when a team can do that, can bring in another guy, granted a very good tight end there, very good receiver, but I think that shows you a lot about Miami's depth and how good they can be. Dave, you know what's funny? Since since Coach Lashley got here this whole season, everything has been focused offense, 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 and it seems that it, it just circles back to it. But you, you look at last week's game, what Miami did, they held Pitt to 22 yards rushing, they were phenomenal in the red zone. The only touchdown they gave up was off an interception that was taken to the one-yard line. They held Pitt to field goals. 
I think that Blake Baker and this defense is they they've really not been talked about locally. I don't know what the national picture is, but defensively, Miami's done a pretty darn good job, especially when you see what that Clemson offense can do at, at, at any given oh, yeah. second with what happened just just a week ago. Couldn't agree more, and and I and I think Don, that's that's what is leading me to think, and I think others in the in the national press that Miami is on its way back because. Those were always spectacular defensive teams. Nobody wanted to play Miami. No one wanted to try and move the ball against Miami. You got a Roche. You got a lot of guys out there who are really exciting players. They're they're dynamic players on the defensive side. And I always thought of Miami that way. And you mentioned Clemson. I mean, one of the ways we're approaching this game as a broadcast is Miami wants another crack at them. They've gotten a feel for just what level Clemson can play. And it wasn't the best effort by the Canes. But I think the way the schedule is setting up for Miami and for Clemson, and nobody should be surprised if they meet again. And I, I got a, a feeling, and you guys have a better feeling, that the Canes would be dying for another crack at the number one team in the country. Give them one more shot on another big stage. Maybe it's a different story. You know, I think uh, I think so much of, of Miami's story is about momentum, positive momentum, uh, whether it's this year or last year or whatever. It just always seems to be that they've got to have positive momentum. And that's why I think to get to to what you said, Dave, this game is so important. If Miami wins, they're five and one. They've got a bye week. That means they can look at November and they can see a path to exactly what you just said, but they've got to win this game in order to stay on that path or be able to see that see that path uh, for November. I agree. I, I don't think it'd be, it can't be a stumble game, Joe. They can't afford to do that. They have to come out on all cylinders firing on both sides of the ball as, as they, they've played in the past. And, you know, they put a, a full game together against Pitt, certainly. They can do it. The Virginia team, I think, is really down. I think it's, it's, I hate to say, sort of on a tee for them, but it's a home game against an opponent that is slumping in many phases, doesn't believe in itself. On the other side, I think under Manny, this team believes in itself. They believe that they are an elite program again, right on the cusp of doing some really great things. So I'll tell you another thing that's a downer for me. I don't get a chance to get into Hard Rock Stadium. I have not stepped foot (laughs) into that stadium yet. And all the pictures look great. It looks terrific on TV. When we show it, we're like, I'm sitting here in my office up in New Hampshire, you know, jonesing for the opportunity to get in there. I hope that'll happen at some point, if not this season, next season, uh, and actually get in there and get to see you guys in person. When we when we talk about the the ACC and the way the schedule is going to lay out, what 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 is your thoughts on how Notre Dame has figured into this equation and actually the schedule itself? You know, Joe loves the fact that it was a a preseason game in his mind against UAB, and now it it's it's an NFL schedule from start to finish. But the <laughs> ACC as it, ACC as it sits, and then throw in a, a little bit of thought on Notre Dame. Well, it, it, look, it's, it's all about Clemson in the end until someone can figure out how to hang with those guys and pick them off. I had them three different times last year. Not one of them was even close to being a game. The only team that gave them anything was North Carolina uh, as far as the conference was concerned. But, you know, regarding Notre Dame, I think it's a great thing for the conference. It, it's great. It gives 
the conference and added cachet and added, you know, possibly national championship contender, not just the one we know in Clemson, South Carolina. I think because of the tradition of that program and the fame of that program, it's a really good thing. It didn't, it didn't come to pass the way we wanted it to because of COVID and because of all the schedule changes. But at the end of the day, I think it's a good thing. And I, I don't think most people associate Notre Dame with the ACC at all yet. But as soon as they lose a game, if they do, to someone in the conference, that's when it's going to be – it's going to hit people. That, oh, what are you talking about? The, an ACC team beat them? Oh, they're playing in that league? I think it's a good thing. I really do. And, and uh, we don't have any of their games on our schedule yet on the ACC network. But uh, it's a lot of fun whenever they come to town. It's a bigger game than it would have been with almost anybody else because it's the Fighting Irish. Dave, you had uh, Virginia Tech last week, I believe, right, against Boston College, and they are scoring a ton of points. What do you see in Virginia Tech? And I think they could be a real challenger. They could be, Joe. I think that now that they have the guy playing quarterback in Hooker, Hendon Hooker, that they've wanted all along, he missed the first two, three weeks of the season because of COVID protocol stuff. He makes them a dynamic offensive team more than anyone. He's got receivers. He's got 100 yards a game back in Herbert. That's why they score so many points. They kill you on the ground. They will just run it right at you and run it down your throat. But Hooker is a guy, because of the option stuff that he can do, he can break your back with a 45-yard run. You have to concentrate not only on the guy who can rush for 100 or 200 yards, but the quarterback who also did it last week. I think you're right. They, they can score with anybody in, in just about in college football. Certainly in the ACC they can. They're averaging over 40 points a game. And I think that with everything they've been through, they've, they've lost all sorts of players to, to COVID-19 and, and had all sorts of injuries. Now they're getting healthier. You could look at that team. I'm looking at them a lot like I'm looking at the Canes right now. In a few weeks, they're going to be 6-1. and one. And then everyone's going to be looking at the program and the season to come and go, look out, they're going to make some very, very serious noise. Right now, they're, they're on the quiet side there at Virginia Tech. You guys have been to Blacksburg, and, you know, it, at that point, when you go down there and they've got a full stadium, it's among the hardest places to play in the entire country. It's incredibly loud, very difficult for quarterbacks to hear, and, and it, it leads to all sorts of problems. They don't have that advantage, but they're, they've overcome a lot so far. I think Fuente's done a really nice job with that program. Dave, don't think that I'm crazy asking you this question, but I get the feeling just with the the people that I talk to that the average spectator of watching teams in the ACC really has no idea how good Clemson is. I I just think that people think it's a fluke or it's going to it's just going to disappear one day. That they are they are a legitimate machine. And they have this thing going at a level that, I mean, we haven't seen since in, the, in this conference since the Florida State-Miami days when, when we were controlling college football. It's, it's so true. It's, it, it, there's an elite level of the way they're doing everything. And you guys have been around Dabo a little bit. I've been around him quite a bit the last two years. And the culture that he's developed is very much like Alabama, uh, the, the way Saban's got it rolling at Alabama. No surprise with their connection and, and you know Dabo's connection to that program. But I think that what he's done there is carved out a really interesting niche 
for this conference and for teams that play against the Clemson Tigers because they believe they're supposed to win by 50 every single game. By the way, their game against Georgia Tech, where they like to recruit in that Atlanta area, that 404 area code, I didn't think that was an accident that they, they oh, no. you know, just oh, ran no. away and, and embarrassed them, right? I mean, totally, totally on purpose. Yeah, no, <laughs> so no, 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 I have no, no question. doubt about that at all. Uh, Obi, before, uh, before we let you go, uh, two quick questions. One, who do you like in the World Series? Well, I'm probably like both of you guys. I'm going with the Dodgers. I, I think the Dodgers have been the class of baseball all season. All respect for what Tampa Bay has done because they play in our division. You know, I'm calling the Red Sox. They're a great, a great, great operation. What they've done is incredible. But the Dodgers have stars, and I believe stars shine at this time of the year. The baseball games have been uh, absolutely wild and entertaining. How's your lovely wife, Debbie, and the kids? How's everybody doing? Good? Every Everybody's great, Joe. Thanks for asking. I hope everybody's great in South Florida as well, and your gang is great. But, you know, we've been, uh, we've been staying safe and doing what we have to do. But I'll tell you, I'm just dying to get back in the stadium with this, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 people again, regardless of the sport, be it college football, Major League Baseball, college basketball. I hope one day we're going to get to that in the not-too-distant future once we get a vaccine and everything else and, and get back to it. Because I miss the sound of the crowd. I know both of yeah. you guys do, too. It's, it's part of what we do this for. Yep. Uh, we're calling road games like you remotely. We're calling from a baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so, it's, it's so strange. I'm sitting in my office here in New Hampshire calling your game on Saturday. My partner is in Nashville, Tennessee. And our sideline reporter, Katie, is going to be on the field. And it just feels so foreign, but we're doing the best that we can. And, and the bottom line is we're bringing, you know, good football games to, to folks at home. So that's where we all win, I hope. No, no question. All right. Well, it's great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Don. Great to chat with you guys. Thank you, Dave. All right. Uh, Dave O'Brien joining us from ACC Network. He is one of the best. Uh, Don, he's a... Uh, Heck of a guy. His son was in the military, so we thank his son for his service. But he uh, uh, does the Red Sox games and uh, always loved working with Obi when he was down here with us. Oh, he's, he's been fantastic and, and just a, a sterling reputation in our industry. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about University of Miami recruiting. We'll do that. But first, let me talk to you about, uh, you're talking about uh, tops in the industry. That would be Ed Williamson and Williamson Cadillac. Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol, they have been known for their integrity and their honesty in South Florida. Williamson Cadillac, known for that. They have fostered goodwill and pride and service. Uh, Williamson Cadillac has been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years, and Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. Ed Williamson has a standard. Manny Diaz is trying to get his team to play to a standard. Ed Williamson has a standard. Every year, Williamson Cadillac upholds that service and sales standard, and that has earned them the industry and community accolades year after year after year. Now, if you are looking to excite your senses, I recommend Williamson Cadillac, their CT sedan series dedicated to performance or ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade, or you can be like me and drive around in one of their unmistakable XT crossovers. 
I have the XT4 engineered to stand out. You can view their entire lineup online at williamsoncadillac.com or visit their state-of-the-art facility conveniently located US1 in 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. I don't know, Don Bailey, if I have ever not seen our next guest without a smile on his face, no matter what, it, which probably makes him perfect in recruiting. Director of recruiting, David Cooney is with us. He's probably smiling right now. David, how are you doing? How we doing, huh? Matt? Doing great, doing great. How we doing? Well, we're good. I think, I think uh, one of the toughest things for us is uh, not able to always talk to you on the practice field this year because of all the COVID stuff, but... How you doing? All right, Cooney? I'm doing doing great, man. Doing great. Just uh, you know, constantly trying to shake the tree and find some guys for for these hurricanes, man. Well, David, you shook the tree hard. This last class is 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 giving you a lot of production. The, the class before that one, you start seeing all these uh these guys. I'm gonna hit you with that. I think the most underrated thing that happened two years ago uh, in Manny Diaz's uh, first season here is. You know, Blissett and Hunt and uh, Jafari, all these guys that you redshirted, look at the return on that investment this year. Man, it's going great for those young guys. I'm so proud of those guys, man. They, they've been uh, working their tails off from, you know, the, the time that they arrived on campus to now, and, and it's paying dividends like, like you see it now. You know, they, they go hard every day in that, uh, in that weight room, man, and, you know, talking about building the culture and getting guys, you know, that just love, you know, being around each other and, and, and you know, just, just kind of like, you know, love being around being around ball. It's, it's great to see. David, I always thought, uh, and we talked about this uh, a couple years ago, you, you're going to be perfect in this position because of your personality. Uh, take us through maybe some of the interactions that you have with uh, incoming players and parents and uh, some of the things, some of the values that are important to you to express to them uh, in order to become a, a future Miami Hurricane? I think uh, one of the key things that a lot of the parents and kids see is the genuineness of our staff. I mean, you guys see it, you know, you were able to see it when we were out on the practice fields and just kind of like being around the building. You know, Coach Diaz did an amazing job, you know, assembling the staff that's, you know, we get along, we'll crack jokes, and when it's time for business, it's, it's business. But um, I think one of the key things, like I said, was is that genuineness, man. Like the parents see it when we, we have official visits or, you know, just getting on the phone calls or, or, you know, like now in the whole Zoom era, you know, being able to Zoom with parents and Zoom with kids. And, you know, we have Coach Lassie who has a, an amazing personality followed by, you know, Coach Likens and, and Coach Garen, you know, we have the perfect mix on the offensive side of the ball to go along with those defensive guys. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a perfect match. Coach, when you when you're looking at recruiting as a picture, obviously, you know, the state of Miami is is the number one focus, but 
it, it also is important to make sure you can go national, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, um, and, and we've seen it, you know, like with, a, you know, we have we have our thumbprint. We have our guys that, that we, we just have to have, you know, in Miami. Uh, Dave, Broward, Palm Beach counties, you know, that, that's our that's our thumbprint. That's what we kind of we want to hang our hat on. We don't want to allow, you know, other schools to come down here and just kind of pick from, you know, cherry pick from our guys like they've been able to do in the past. And, you know, we saw it in this last class with us being able to grab those guys like a, like, you know, Don Chaney and, and Jalen Knightland, who, who've been big for us as, as true freshmen, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's it's just a, it's a have those kids to, to kind of come in and have the success that they have early. And, and now, you know, you see Miami, you know, we played three national, you know, nationally televised games. We're on prime time three times this season. And now, you know, you kind of get the eyes more on us and like wow well wow you know Miami was you know we were seven to six last year but now you know we're we're rolling pretty good now and you know those kids are starting to kind of look out a little bit more and they're, they're seeing the brand and and you know you see college football is, is a little bit different when when Miami's winning winning those games and it's, it, it becomes a lot more appealing you know to those kids on the national stage. Director of Recruiting David Cooney is our guest. David, how about the impact of Coach Coach Lashley's offense? What do you think that? Uh, what kind of impact do you think that will have on recruiting offensive players, receivers, tight ends, skill players to the University of Miami? Man, it's, you can see it now in our in this this current class. I mean, those kids, um, you know, are seeing you know the the same style of football that they've grown grown accustomed to seeing on the pop Warner levels down here. The high school level, you know, a lot of guys are, are kind of air raid, you know, in that air raid uh, philosophy down here in Miami and, and, and on through, you know, the, the Palm Beach and Broward areas. They see that so that it's natural that they want to be a part of it. And, you know, just seeing all the success, you know, the, the, the fast pace and, you know, allowing our athletes to, to get the ball in, in their hands quick and playing space is, is very, very appealing to to the guys down down in this area. So, you know, it's, it's natural that those guys want to be a part of it. Manny Diaz did the same thing when he came in with Coach Rick. Does he put the, put the defense in place that is exciting for recruits in South Florida and fits the mindset as well? That seems to have paid off big dividends. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. And, and you saw the, the, the instant success. And it's kind, of, it's kind of a similar deal. It's kind of eerie to me. Because you know you had the you know Shaq and Pinkney, the guys and, and and Zach that played as true freshmen on the defensive side of the ball. And now you correlate that to the Don Chaney's and the you know Don Chaney and Jalen Knight and and, and kind of Keyshawn's and the guys on the offensive side of the ball that are able to play. It's just it's showing you, man, that when when the Miami style of football that everybody's accustomed to seeing is being played, and you get the playmakers to to get into those positions, it's really attractive to kids and. It makes guys want to come and play play at the, at the U. David Cooney is our guest. Uh, moving forward with with recruiting, I guess it's still is it all on Zoom now and uh, for the foreseeable future, or uh, how how is that working? Yeah, yes, yeah, a lot a lot of Zooms, uh, a lot of Facetimes, and, and you know phone calls, and you know we just just trying to find different creative ways to to get families to to see you know, what we get to be a part of every day, which I said again, is, is our it's our you know, things that we hang our hat on is our genuineness, man. Like our our coaches are, you know, they 
we get on FaceTimes and Zooms and, you know, they're able to meet meet the families and see that, you know, Coach Lashley will treat your kids just like he treats his kids. You know, Coach Lashley got down here and he, he made a TikTok video and put it on put it on Twitter and, and that's really who he is. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, Coach Baker and Coach Bonda and you know, Coach Phil, those guys are, are just naturally genuine people, so it oozes off of them and now, you know, it, it kinda it hurts us a little bit to, to not be able to get in person, but you know, you are who you are, so it'll come through on that screen. You know, we try to you know, we, we, we kinda joke about those those boxes, man. You know, these last few months being in those being in those squares, it's, it's been kind of tough. But we we've been making do. When you deal with the parents, how important is it for most of them to to realize what level of education their children are going to get here at the University of Miami? Oh man, it's it's tremendous. I mean the, that you know that the Miami degree holds so much weight nationally, and, and to to uh, you know just have your child to have an opportunity to receive a degree from the University of Miami it speaks dividends, you know, and we just, we try to constantly tell people, you know, and, and everybody tries to say it, but, you know, the proof is in our pudding, you know, it's not a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision because we see we see it time and time again, you know, you walk out and you go and meet a CEO of a company or, you know, over here at the Marriott or you go to, you know, Sound Blue and you're able to see, you know, former Canes all over the place, you know, and, and, you know, I think that helps us a lot in recruiting. You know, we're able to, you know, say, "Hey, look, you know, you won't just be another another name or another number here because you know we have small classrooms. Your kids are able to, you know, get that one on one. You're not just a you're not just a number. You're you're a name. You're you're, you're a real person. So, you know, having that interaction with the with the professors and, and things of that nature, I mean, it's it's huge. It, it's real. It's really really big." And for the local kids that do stay home, what an advantage because in normal times, parents can see them at the stadium. Uh, they can have them come home perhaps for the weekend for a meal. Uh, it's so convenient for the locals when they stay here at the University of Miami. Right, definitely. And, and I, I, I kid about that all the time with, with a lot of our, our local kids. You know, I, I coach locally down here and, and you know, I, you know, I'm able to kind of go home and, and still, you know, kind of go and, you know, I have my nephews that play on the parks and I'm able to go out to the parks and, you know, spend that time there. And those, a lot of our, our kids played on some of these similar parks, you know, and, and, and kind of had their successes. So when our kids are able to go back and spend those times at the park, it's, it's invaluable to the community, you know, and, and also, you know, you know, um, you know, we played our, we played a noon game this past weekend and uh, what, you know, what advantage we have down here to go home and, you know, spend some time with the family once once the game's over, you know, in sunny South Florida. <laughs> you know, it's is you know, it's second to none. So our, our kids are our kids love it and our, our, it's one of another advantage that we have for our local guys, you know, trying to keep them staying home. When you when you're talking to the players after football, like you said, it's a it's a it's not a four year decision; it's a forty year. How how intriguing is it for the players, n- not necessarily from Dater Broward, but to to be able to come to South Florida and be a part of, of this giant community? I think that was one of the the biggest draws for our you know, especially those guys, those grad transfer guys that you know they know what they want to do. Like a, a kid like a Deer King, I think that was one of the biggest things that helped 
help kind of reel him in to, to want to be a cane outside of the, the tradition and things that he already knew about Miami was getting around, you know, some of our older canes, you know, being able to kind of like, you know, just see, you know, hey, you know, we had this, we had the, uh, we had an event and, you know, able to see like the U network events and, and things of that nature to just like, you know, it's not just us, you know, lip service and you're able to see like, you know, a Ruhan Marley or, you know, uh, a John Velma who's on working for ESPN or, you know, John Beast and things of that nature. Like our, our network, is, it reaches, it, it reaches so far that, you know, why not come and be a part of it, you know, and, and it's a true family. It's a true brotherhood. You know, these guys get on the phone and, and, and talk to guys all the time, you know, and it, it just helps us. Uh, tremendously with with you know building those relationships and, and helping to you know continue to cultivate those those relationships because you never know when fo- football is going to end for everybody you know so what are you doing in the meantime to to set yourself set yourself up for life after football? Well, here's one other thing as we get ready to uh, wrap this segment up uh, with Coach Cooney. David, one of the great things, uh, another reason you're perfect for this job is you know everybody in uh, high school football. <laughs> and and in the past, Miami people would say, oh, you know, maybe they don't get on with the high school coach or this one. I can say to uh, to Dave, oh, who's the guy at MacArthur? He, he knows the coach. Who's the guy at Southridge? He knows the coach. <laughs> hey, I was at a yeah. St. Thomas game. I saw the other team play. Who was that? And you know them all. And, and I think that's so important. And uh, to be, you're also to be congratulated on that one because you know how to build those relationships. No, definitely, man. And that's what it's always been about. Like, you know, I used to take kids all around the country and just continue to network and build relationships with coaches, not just in Dave Broward, Palm Beach, but all throughout Florida, you know, all over the country. And, you know, I think that's that's something that I can hang my head on, just, you know, being a very personable person and, you know, just want to, you know, I'm a knowledge seeker and, and want to build relationships, and I think it's paying off great for us because I can make a phone call and say, hey, Coach, man, what do you think about this kid? Or a Coach contact me and say, hey, Cooney, and I got this kid. So, our, our you know, my, my database is filled with, you know, film and, and, you know, from text messages from all over the country. And I think that's that's kind of been a benefit for us as well. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us on the show tonight. It's always great to hear from you and see you. Best of luck to the Canes on Saturday night against Virginia. Definitely. Appreciate you guys. All right. That's uh, David David Cooney joining us, uh, University of Miami Director of Recruiting. Always uh, fun to talk to. When we come back, another guy who's a lot of fun to hear from, Hurricanes defensive end Quincy Roche coming up next. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Hurricanes defensive end Quincy Roche is with us right now. And Quincy, first of all, congratulations on the way you're playing. You're coming off a big game against Pittsburgh uh, where you had seven tackles, made some key plays, uh, maybe played your best game of the year. Do, do, do you think it was your best game of the year? Um, I definitely agree. I would say um, it's my best game as a hurricane thus far. Um, hopefully I could use it as momentum um, and keep building upon it. Do you feel like uh, you're getting more and more comfortable uh, being a Miami Hurricane and playing inside the ACC? Definitely. Um, I think that just comes with uh, time, um, growth, 
It's just um, be getting more comfortable in the scheme, um, taking in coaching, um, a lot of those things. Uh, that, that all translate to a better playing on the field. So hopefully, like I said, I could use this as momentum um, and, and keep carrying the strides. Do you think uh, there has been an adjustment or what has been the biggest adjustment for you compared to playing for Temple in the AAC to playing for Miami in the ACC? Um, you know, not huge differences, just different um, schematical di- uh, different schematics. No, I'm sorry, just, just small schematical differences. Um, you know, different teammates, different guys, understanding the personnel, who who you're playing with, um, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, things like that. Um, but nonetheless, I think that this team has allowed this transition to be very smooth for me. You know, I always think that pass rushers, great pass rushers, they know how to get to the quarterback, and most importantly, they know how to get the quarterback on the ground. You had 26 sacks at Temple. You already have nearly three sacks here. Do you think my uh, my philosophy is on target? You know how to get to the quarterback and then finish him off. Um, definitely. Um, that's just one thing I try to always do, regardless of having a good game or bad game, is just affect the quarterback. Not necessarily. Um, sometimes you won't get the sack, but just affecting them, moving them off his spot, and being disruptive. What kind of pressure do you think you and Jalen Phillips off the edge? are putting on the opponent. Both of you guys are older players, veteran players, very strong at the edge. What kind of impact is that having uh, during the games? Definitely. Um, I think uh, having us on the opposite side of the ball is definitely in the back of the quarterback's mind, um, and that's exactly where we want to be. Uh, we want to be passed to the offense. We want to be passed to the quarterback. Um, always move him off the spot, always hit him, hopefully bring him down for a sack. Um, so I think we've been doing a, a decent job this far, but, um, you know, there's always room for improvement. Let me take it one step further to an intangible. You and Jalen are older players, mature players. How do you think that factors in to the University of Miami? What kind of impact is that having on your team? That definitely has an impact. Um, that definitely has an impact. Just just having guys that play games, um, having older guys, more experienced guys, um, that, that plays a part from a leadership role, um, you know, in, in times where, where a younger guy may not understand certain things or a younger guy may not see it a certain way, um, you know. So I would say more from a leadership standpoint, that definitely uh, stands a role, uh, plays a role. I don't know if you were familiar with Nesta Silvera before you got here, but number one this season is really turning it on. What do you see in his play and how does it help you? Uh, he's killing it. He's killing it. Um, you know, I enjoy playing next to him. Um, usually he's on my side, um, and I, I, I we've been having a blast. Um, we've built the chemistry. Where I I could just look at him and know what he's doing, um, and so I think we're definitely making each other better. Um, you know, just knowing where he's going to be, he knows where I'm going to be. Um, I think you know. I think we. Um, excuse me. I think we got a um, special rest of the season ahead of us. Yeah. There's another guy emerging, another player out of the Northeast, Jared Harrison Hunt. He uh, comes to the University of Miami from New York. Tell us a little bit about how he uh, changes the game for you. Um, he's he's aggressive. Uh, you know, he, he he's dominant. He's dominant as a pass rusher. Um, you know, it has to work. Has some work to do in the run game. Um, but he, he has a lot of years of football in front of him. A lot of good years and productive years of football in front of him. And I think this guy is going to be special. 
You know, when you come off the field, there are a couple of other guys that get pretty hungry out there. Jafari Harvey and Cameron Williams. Uh, Cameron Williams, and it looks like those guys are coming along pretty well. Definitely. Um, you know, I knew coming in that the DM room was deep. Um, and that is true. The DM room is deep. Um, you know, not just me and Jalen, but like you say, Jafari and Cam and even the, the freshmen, um, Chance, um, Elijah, Quentin, those are going to be guys. So, you know, I think this D-line is going to have guys and real, real productive guys for years to come. There would be some that would subscribe to the theory that if you can build an elite defensive line, you can build a championship team. Definitely. Um, I, I would agree with that. I think any game is one in the trenches. Um, I don't think you'll find any good team, um, any championship caliber team with a bad O-line or, or D-line. How about um, your perspective on what the year has been like for you? You transferred to the University of Miami. The virus hits. You get very little spring football. Not a great chance maybe to uh, bond with your teammates. What has it been like for you coming to Miami, uh, having to battle through uh, coronavirus and play football and all of those things. Um, I always like to say that I always like to uh, say that each season is going to come with its own um, its own challenges. You don't know what that challenge will be. It may be an injury. It may be coronavirus. Um, but you just know that every season will come with its own challenge, its own obstacle that you have to uh, hurdle over. And I think that even with coronavirus, uh, the, the the players on this team. Uh, they really, they really took me in, uh, booked me in with open arms, and it really wasn't a hard transition, you know, because they they took me in as family uh, right off the jump. If I take that one step further, coming to Miami, how do you think maybe it it changed your life or will change your life? Definitely, um, you know, just just the brotherhood of playing for the U. Um, you know, I I got guys um, that I know even back home that you know show a lot of love and support. Um, because the brotherhood doesn't stop uh, when you're done playing football here. Um, you know, it's something that I appreciate, um, and it's something that I look forward to later on down the line. But, you know, for right now, you know, I'm just trying to finish off as best as I can while I'm here and, and make a name for myself. Quincy Roche is our guest. Hurricanes in Virginia this week. You are making a lot of plays in the backfield. Uh, you are really, your game has just been really superb, and I think it's both uh, mental and physical that helps you uh, make those plays. Definitely. Um, you know, I try to try to, try to try to attack the weight room, um, and try to attack the, uh, the X's and the O's, watch film, study film as much as possible. Um, so, like I say, I've been playing uh, – decent to my standards but uh i have i haven't played my best football yet um i i believe there's more in the tank um and i still i still don't feel like i played a game where i've dominated dominated the entire game so i'm looking forward to improving and getting better every week let's talk about virginia for a moment last year miami won this game hard-fought battle hurricane defensive ends did i think dominate the Virginia tackles, what kind of challenge is that going to be for you and your other defensive ends against this Virginia offensive line in particular, their offensive tackles? Um, this, this is an experienced group. Um, this group uh, is returning all of, all of their old linemen um, back from last year. Um, you know, it's, they want to – they want to – they want to run the ball on you, um, especially when I'm a five being. I'm not sure if he'll be there or not. 
Um, so this is a good group, um, an experienced group, and they're going to come out and attack us. Um, and, you know, I, as long as we follow our coach's game plan, follow our rules, um, you know, we'll be in good shape. A lot of times when there is uh, uncertainty at quarterback, you can probably say, well, we're just going to prepare for the team the same way because both guys are similar or the scheme remains the same. But in this case with Virginia, they played four different guys at quarterback. They're using wide receivers out of the Wildcat. They are trying to manufacture offense. So how important is it for you and your team to understand who is in the game uh, uh, when when you line up against Virginia? Um, it's really important, and I, I just think that's who they are. Um, you know, they're guys who, you know, they want to catch you off balance. Um, they're going to try to throw tricky stuff at you um, where your eyes mess up or you miss something. Um, and so as long as we lock in on our keys, um, make sure everybody's studying hard on film, pick up on tendencies, um, I think we'll be in good shape. How much pride is this defense taking in its red zone defense and third down defense, two areas where you are excelling? I say we take pride in defense as a whole. Um, we want to try to limit uh, limit, limit points scored on us in general. Um, we want to, if we can, uh, we in a perfect world, we, we want to get a shutout every game. Yeah. But, um, you know, that that's not possible. But, you know, that's, that's the mentality on this defense is we want to give up nothing. Do you think that playmaking on defense can become contagious? Because different guys are making big plays at different times. Um, not just on defense. Um, you know, when guys make plays, you know, uh, negative plays or, or, or turnovers, um, it's, it's infectious for the whole team. And I would even say the same thing. You know, when the offense has explosive plays, it's infectious uh, for the whole team. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that this defense brings energy to the team. Um, and like I say, we just got to keep building on it. Um, we're, we're not doing a bad job, but there's so much more that we have in our team. Do you think uh, one of the best things maybe simply about playing this year is that you get to play, that when you're playing either in practice or in the games, that's the fun part? I mean, that away from everything else that you got to do to get this far, when you're with your teammates on the field, practice field, uh, game field, is it fun? Sure. Um, I, it, it, it's a fun group to play with. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of energy out there in the field. Guys flying around, just loving the game. Um, you know, yeah, that's fun anytime you're playing with somebody who's passionate and loves the game. And I think there's guys all over this defense who just are just so passionate um, and, and so fiery. You know, so I, I, I'm definitely having a blast um, playing with these guys. And, and, and yeah. Before, before I let you go, I'm curious, uh, do you watch other other sports, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, or Major League Baseball? They're all kind of in the same predicament as you guys are. Not many fans or no fans, but the the professionals are playing at a very high level with a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, passion. Does that inspire you? Um, sure, um, sure. That, 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 that inspires me. But I think when you play with passion – um, and you play with that fire, I think that's just a testament to how much you love love what you're doing. Um, so as long as you buy into what you're doing, um, as long as you, you actually love what you're doing, um, that passion will show. Um, so I, I think that's, that's, that's kind of what that is. Mm -hmm. Just like in a job, um, if you love what you're doing, you'll be passionate about it.
Um, and it's the same thing on the football field. Quincy Roche, you're off to a great start. 21 tackles, nine of those have gone for a loss. That's a pretty good ratio. And so we wish you the best of luck against Virginia in a very important game for the University of Miami. Thank you. I appreciate you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t